The Light of God Exposes the Truth. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. Today we're moving on in 1 Corinthians and starting into chapter 4. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 5. And Paul kind of sticks with the theme of leadership. And now he's talking about uh, the nature of true apostleship. Uh, Paul is an apostle and the uh, believers in the early church were devoted to the apostles' teachings. That would include Paul and Peter. Uh, and the other apostles. Um, And so he is now making a case for how they are to be viewed and how the nature of their calling is to be viewed. Um, And he makes some great points in uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, particularly near the end, that I think apply well to all of us. And um, we'll get into the mix of that uh, shortly. Uh, But before we get into the text, let's uh, spend some time in the Father's presence. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, Lord. Quiet our hearts. We want to receive what you have for us. We want to hear your heartbeat through the words of Scripture. Uh, Father, we want to see your goodness and your kindness, your gentleness, um, as we encounter you today in your word. Uh, Father, we're um, nearing the end of the week, and we give you thanks for your hand at work in our lives. We pray, Lord God, we've been faithful to steward the resources you've given us, uh, financial and spiritual, for the purposes of your kingdom, and help us to continue to make the most of every opportunity that we are presented with uh, to be uh, witnesses for the gospel. We love you, Lord, so much, and we're so grateful for your work in our lives. Where would we be without you, Jesus? And we give you thanks today from our hearts in your name. Amen. All right, this is uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 5. This, then, is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I carry very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. So Paul um, addresses the Corinthian believers and says, instead of leader worship, instead of exalting your leaders and um, fighting over your leaders, how you ought to view us is as servants of Christ and those who have been entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. So um, first, Paul says the apostles are servants. In other words, they're not elevating themselves above anyone else. They are there for a purpose, and their purpose is to serve the purposes of Jesus among the believers that they're entrusted to lead. And so it's very important, I think, that Paul designates himself and the other apostles as servants. Um, What that establishes is a sense that they're in it together with the people of God. Um, They have been entrusted with the mysteries that God has revealed. They've been entrusted with the calling to teach 
and to um, exegete the scriptures uh, for the people of God. Uh, their job is proclamation. Their job is to teach and preach and to guide and to lead. Um, but they're doing that as servants of Christ. They're doing that in service of Christ so that the church might uh, be uh, founded on solid ground and might continue to grow without disruption. And so that's part of the reason for this letter as Paul is addressing uh, these disagreements and these issues within the Corinthian church so that the church's growth there might not be disrupted. Um, and so he goes on in verse 2, he says, It's required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. He's talking about the requirements of leadership there. Uh, the biblical standard is uh, that a leader should be a person of high integrity, um, moral character, a person who uh, lives a good and honest life, that who they are outwardly is who they are in private, uh, that they uh, are um, faithful to their commitments, uh, and that there would be not even the hint of impropriety in their lives. And so uh, it's a high calling. And then beyond the personal qualifications are the spiritual qualifications, that they would handle the Word of God rightly, that they would rightly teach the Word of God, and that is a high trust as well. And so Paul says, hey, look, we have to be proved faithful to our calling. Um, we, don't, we don't get called as apostles and then we get to do what we want. We are uh, bound to teach according to the scriptures. We are bound to lead well. We are bound to a code of conduct that uh, is a very high bar. Um, he says, I care very little uh, about humans that will judge my ministry. I don't even judge myself. What I care about um, is the Lord <laughs> and what he thinks. He says, before you all, my conscience is clear, but that doesn't make me innocent. I care about God's judgment of my, of my ministry, of my carrying out of my responsibilities and my duty to you as an apostle, as a minister of the gospel. And so uh, then he goes on this topic of judging he says, it is the Lord who judges him. Uh, it is also the Lord who judges every other believer. And in that sense, um, we should not be quick to judge others. We should leave the judging to Jesus, uh, the one true God of justice, the one true judge. Uh, Therefore, judge nothing, Paul says in verse 5, before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. And so there are matters of um, discernment within the life of the church that we have to take up that call to discern. We do have to judge the fruit of believers who profess Christ and are in leadership. And there are times when, based on judging the fruit, uh, we must uh, ask someone to step down. And so there are tough calls that the church is asked to make along the way. But Paul is saying we are not the ultimate judge of anyone. we got to wait till the Lord comes. Uh, God will be the judge of a person's heart and a person's life, whether or not what that person did was done with right motives. Uh, he goes on, he says, He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. Now this too gets at the issue of character. Um, it's very important that who we are 
uh, outwardly is the person that we are privately. Um, the hidden things of darkness will be exposed. Those things that uh, that live in the shadows will come into the light. And sometimes they come into the light with a loud uh, and, and resounding clang of the gong. And a person is exposed in the most public and humiliating way. Um, what is true of us or most true of us will be exposed at some point. Um, the enemy likes to um, uh, convince people that if their deeds are found out, if their deeds are brought into the light, others will reject them and, and, they'll, and they will lose out and they will be humiliated and, and made a fool. Uh, but the reality is if we bring our struggles into the light before they own our hearts, before they become uh, s- such massive obstacles in our lives before they they uh, have taken us off the rails and we get the help we need while it's still early bringing those things into the light liberates us and it sets us free to walk with Jesus and liberty uh, not bound by these sins not bound by things of darkness but the enemy is a liar he's the father of lies and that's his native language is lying and he'll lie to us and tell us that we ought to hide these things to protect our reputation. But the reality is if we bring them into the light, Jesus sets us free. And the things that are in the shadows no longer have power over us. My friends, if you are walking in the shadowlands, if you are walking in hidden places, if you are keeping the truth about yourself, quote unquote hidden, I'm here to tell you, I know from experience, those things will be brought into the light in the most public and humiliating way, and they'll destroy you before you get set free. Bring the things that you're struggling with to some trusted friend, a pastor, a counselor, a close friend in your study group, a close Christian brother or mentor or sister, and let them know what you're struggling with. And the moment you bring your struggles into the light, the freedom of Jesus will rush in and you will begin to heal and you'll begin to walk in truth once again. And I pray to the Lord and I urge you all to consider bringing whatever is secret into the light before it's too late because there is a day and time coming when those things will be revealed and um, what is in the darkness will be exposed and the true motives of your heart the true things that you're doing will be on display for everyone to see and uh, God works in those situations and uh, he can change a person who's stuck there Um, But you don't have to go through that to get free. The moment you bring your stuff into the light, you can get free. And I urge you to do that. And I pray that you will. Um, It's such a good thing to walk in liberty. (laughs) It's such a good thing to walk in freedom. It's so good to get set free from the lies of the enemy. And when those chains break off, your shout will be a shout of praise to the God who rescued you. And then you'll understand the scripture that says uh, that uh, uh, God has called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light of his truth uh, so that you can declare the praises of him who set you free. And I, I just I praise God that he, uh, that he does 
desire that we walk in freedom. All right, my friends, thanks so much for studying with me today. And I pray that the Lord will speak to your hearts through these words. And I pray that if you're in a dark place, that you will get free, that you'll walk in liberty with Jesus. God bless.